Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived. Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. 
All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm here today to talk about a disturbing question, which has an equally disturbing answer. My topic is the secrets of domestic violence. And the question I'm going to tackle is the one question everyone always asks. Why does she stay? Why would anyone stay with a man who beats her? I'm not a psychiatrist, a social worker, or an expert in domestic violence. I'm just one woman with a story to tell. I was 22. I had just graduated from Harvard College. I'd moved to New York City for my first job as a writer and editor at Seventeen Magazine. I had my first apartment, my first little green American Express card, and I had a very big secret. My secret was that I had this gun loaded with hollow point bullets pointed at my head by the man who I thought was my soulmate many, many times. The man who I loved more than anybody on earth held a gun to my head and threatened to kill me more times than I can even remember. I'm here to tell you the story of crazy love, a psychological trap disguised as love, one that millions of women and even a few men fall into every year. It may even be your story. I don't look like a typical domestic violence survivor. I have a BA in English from Harvard College, an MBA in marketing from Wharton Business School. I spent most of my career working for Fortune 500 companies, including Johnson & Johnson, Leo Burnett, and The Washington Post. I've been married for almost 20 years to my second husband, and we have three kids together. My dog is a black lab, and I drive a Honda Odyssey minivan. <laughs> so my first message for you is that domestic violence happens to everyone. All races, all religions, all income and education levels. It's everywhere. And my second message is that everyone thinks domestic violence happens to women, that it's a women's issue. Not exactly. Over 85% of abusers are men. And domestic abuse happens only in intimate, interdependent, long-term relationships. In other words, in families the last place we would want or expect to find violence, which is one reason domestic abuse is so confusing. I would have told you myself that I was the last person on earth who would stay with a man who beats me. But in fact, I was a very typical victim because of my age. I was 22. And in the United States, women ages 16 to 24 are three times as likely to be domestic violence victims as women of other ages. And over 500 women and girls this age are killed every year by abusive partners, boyfriends, and husbands in the United States. I was also a very typical victim because I knew nothing about domestic violence, its warning signs or its patterns. I met Connor on a cold, rainy January night. He sat next to me on the New York City subway, and he started chatting me up. He told me two things. One was that he, too, had just graduated from an Ivy League school and that he worked at a very impressive Wall Street bank. But what made the biggest impression on me that first meeting 
was that he was smart and funny. And he looked like a farm boy. He had these big cheeks, these big apple cheeks, and this wheat blonde hair, and he seemed so sweet. One of the smartest things Connor did from the very beginning was to create the illusion that I was the dominant partner in the relationship. He did this, especially at the beginning, by idolizing me. We started dating, and he loved everything about me that I was smart, that I'd gone to Harvard, that I was passionate about helping teenage girls and my job. He wanted to know everything about my family and my childhood, my hopes and dreams. Connor believed in me as a writer and a woman in a way that no one else ever had. And he also created a magical atmosphere of trust between us by confessing his secret, which was that as a very young boy starting at age four, he had been savagely and repeatedly physically abused by his stepfather. And the abuse had gotten so bad that he had had to drop out of school in eighth grade, even though he was very smart. And he'd spent almost 20 years rebuilding his life, which is why that Ivy League degree and the Wall Street job and his bright, shiny future meant so much to him. If you had told me that this smart, funny, sensitive man who adored me would one day dictate whether or not I wore makeup, how short my skirts were, where I lived, what jobs I took, who my friends were, and where I spent Christmas, I would have laughed at you. Because there was not a hint of violence or control or anger in Connor at the beginning. I didn't know that the first stage in any domestic violence relationship is to seduce and charm the victim. I also didn't know that the second step is to isolate the victim. Now, Connor did not come home one day and announce, you know, hey, this, all this Romeo and Juliet stuff has been great, but I need to move into the next phase where I isolate you and I abuse you. <laughs> so I need to get you out of this apartment where the neighbors can hear you scream and out of this city where you have friends and family and coworkers who can see the bruises. Instead, Connor came home one Friday evening and he told me that he had quit his job that day, his dream job. And he said that he had quit his job because of me, because I had made him feel so safe and loved that he didn't need to prove himself on Wall Street anymore. And he just wanted to get out of the city and away from his abusive, dysfunctional family and move to a tiny town in New England where he could start his life over with me by his side. Now, the last thing I wanted to do was leave New York and my, my dream job. But I thought you made sacrifices for your soulmate. So I agreed, and I quit my job, and Connor and I left Manhattan together. I had no idea I was falling into crazy love, that I was walking headfirst into a carefully laid physical, financial, and psychological trap. The next step in the domestic violence pattern is to introduce the threat of violence and see how she reacts. And here's where those guns come in. As soon as we moved to New England, you know that place where Connor was supposed to feel so safe? He bought three guns. He kept one in the glove compartment of our car. He kept one under the pillows on our bed and the third one he kept in his pocket at all times. And he said that he needed those guns because of the trauma he'd experienced as a young boy 
He needed them to feel protected. But those guns were really a message for me. And even though he hadn't raised a hand to me, my life was already in grave danger every minute of every day. Connor first physically attacked me five days before our wedding. It was 7 a.m. I still had on my nightgown. I was working on my computer trying to finish a freelance writing assignment, and I got frustrated. And Connor used my anger as an excuse to put both of his hands around my neck and to squeeze so tightly that I could not breathe or scream. And he used the chokehold to hit my head repeatedly against the wall. Five days later, the ten bruises on my neck had just faded, and I put on my mother's wedding dress, and I married him. Despite what had happened, I was sure we were going to live happily ever after. Because I loved him, and he loved me so much. And he was very, very sorry. He had just been really stressed out by the wedding and by becoming a family with me. It was an isolated incident, and he was never going to hurt me again. It happened twice more on the honeymoon. The first time, I was driving to find a secret beach, and I got lost. And he punched me in the side of my head so hard that the other side of my head repeatedly hit the driver's side window. And then a few days later, driving home from our honeymoon, he got frustrated by traffic, and he threw a cold Big Mac in my face. Connor proceeded to beat me once or twice a week for the next two and a half years of our marriage. I was mistaken in thinking that I was unique and alone in this situation. One in three American women experiences domestic violence or stalking at some point in her life. And the CDC reports that 15 million children are abused every year. 15 million. So actually, I was in very good company. Back to my question. Why did I stay? The answer is easy. I didn't know he was abusing me. Even though he held those loaded guns to my head, pushed me downstairs, threatened to kill our dog, pulled the key out of the car ignition as I drove down the highway, poured coffee grinds on my head as I dressed for a job interview. I never once thought of myself as a battered wife. Instead, I was a very strong woman in love with a deeply troubled man, and I was the only person on earth who could help Connor face his demons. The other question everybody asks is, why doesn't she just leave? Why didn't I walk out? I could have left any time. To me, this is the saddest and most painful question that people ask, because we victims know something you usually don't. It's incredibly dangerous to leave an abuser. Because the final step in the domestic violence pattern is kill her. Over 70% of domestic violence murders happen after the victim has ended the relationship, after she's gotten out, because then the abuser has nothing left to lose. Other outcomes include long-term stalking, even after the abuser remarries, denial of financial resources, and manipulation of the family court system to terrify the victim and her children, who are regularly forced by family court judges to spend unsupervised time 
with the man who beat their mother. And still we ask, why doesn't she just leave? Don't fucking talk. I was able to leave because of one final sadistic beating that broke through my denial. I was already. I realized that the man who I loved so much was going to kill me if I let him. What do you care more about? So I broke the silence. I told everyone. The police, my neighbors, my friends and family, total strangers. And I'm here today because you all helped me. We tend to stereotype victims as grisly headlines, self-destructive women, damaged goods. The question, why does she stay, is code for some people for it's her fault for staying. As if victims intentionally choose to fall in love with men intent upon destroying us. But since publishing Crazy Love, I have heard hundreds of stories from men and women who also got out, who learned an invaluable life lesson from what happened, and who rebuilt lives joyous, happy lives as employees, wives, and mothers, lives completely free of violence, like me. It turns out that I'm actually a very typical domestic violence victim and a typical domestic violence survivor. I remarried a kind and gentle man. We have those three kids. I have that black lab, and I have that minivan. What I will never have again Ever. Denver, I made an appointment. What's is a loaded gun yeah. held to my head by someone who says that he loves me. You don't have an appointment no more on the 31st. Now, right now, maybe you're thinking, yeah, so this wow, is this is fascinating. Yeah, or, wow, how stupid was she? But this whole time, I've actually been talking about you. I promise you, you there are several people listening to me right now who are currently being abused or who were abused as children, or who are abusers themselves. Abuse could be affecting your daughter, your sister, your best friend, right now. I was able to end my own crazy love story by breaking the silence. I'm still breaking the silence today. It's my way of helping other victims. And it's my final request of you. Talk about what you heard here. Abuse thrives only in silence. You have the power to end domestic violence simply by shining a spotlight on it. We victims need everyone. We need every one of you to understand the secrets of domestic violence. Show abuse the light of day by talking about it with your children, your coworkers, your friends and family, Recast survivors as wonderful, lovable people with full futures. Recognize the early signs of violence and conscientiously intervene, de-escalate it, show victims a safe way out. Together, we can make our beds, our dinner tables, and our families the safe and peaceful oases they should be. Thank you. Thank you.
Denver. Come here.
Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. We're just going to be on for about 60 minutes. Someone screwed up the time here, but uh, uh, 60 minutes, that's enough. I mean, I, I think that's great. Um, there's no guest today on the show. We didn't book anybody um, for this reason or that, but there will be guests next tomorrow. I, I, I believe next week, okay? We're going to try for next week. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show, broadcasting live out of the city of Chicago. Uh, it is such a, it is a cold night. It's going to be a cold one. It's going to be a cold one tonight. It's going to be cold tomorrow. It's going to be cold all, <laughs> it's just going to be cold. What can I say? Uh, and some parts of the East Coast are really, really getting blasted with snow. I mean, they having all kinds of storms and everything. And the snow has been coming down like I don't know what. And, but I'm hearing that by tomorrow, tomorrow evening, it's going to all be gone. And that's a good thing. And and spring is coming. Spring, I, I believe it's next week. Uh, Daylight savings time is uh, this following Sunday uh, at the recording of this episode of the George Wilder Jail. You know, if once it's podcast and it's beyond, so, you, you know, you know, this is March uh, 2018. And, yeah, uh, Daylight Savings Time. So I'm kind of glad to see it because – and I'm kind of glad to see it because I, I – really, really love for the days to start getting getting longer. There's nothing like having days, uh, longer days, more daylight in a day or in an evening, you know. That's beautiful. Um, they should be, Congress should come up with, with some sort of law or legislation extending daylight savings time. I mean, just taking it away altogether, you know. And just let the days be longer uh, throughout the entire year instead of, uh, you know, just constantly uh, moving your clock up and moving it backwards at certain times in the year. It's crazy. You know, um, nobody likes to see it get dark at 4 o'clock, 4.30. You know, <laughs> that's, too, that's too early to be getting dark. But they, they claim that it saves some energy or, or electricity or, or money or something. I don't know all about that, you know. United States is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Give me a break, okay? Let's get rid of daylight saving times. Make it, you know, <laughs> make the days last longer for the entire year, decade, <laughs> you know, just forever. You know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show. Hate lies have no home here. There is nothing wrong with making a mistake. What is wrong is not taking the effort to make that mistake right. That's what it is, you know. I mean, don't be and, – and, and, and a lot of folks out there, stop trying to impress other people. It's not going to work. The more you try to impress someone, the more they want you to impress them. And you, you can't be doing that, you know. Uh, if people know that you're out to impress them, uh, it, it's not good. Impress yourself. You impress yourself and others, and others will be impressed with you. All right, there we go. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. 
And let's see, White House says Mexico, Canada could receive tariffs exemption. We don't want tariffs on anything at all. Uh, Donald Trump wants to put tariffs on aluminum and steel, making it, ah, uh, this guy, I don't know where he gets this stuff from. Somebody feeds it to him. And he comes out and just, you know, Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how, what he's doing. He, he, he knows he wants to be president. But he's screwing up the country big time, and everybody knows it. All right. Uh, uranium, uranium imports from foreign producers. A clear, threat of, a, a clear threat to national security. I totally agree. Donald Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, this guy wants to destroy the, the, United States, the United States. He wants to destroy the world. He's the worst thing ever. All right. Donald Trump asked senior aides to describe interviews with Mueller. <laughs> wow. Donald Trump never stops. He never stops. He just obstructs justice. He tries to control everything. He wants to be a dictator. He doesn't realize that he's the actual president of the United States. He's a servant of, uh, of the American people, regardless if they voted for him or not, and regardless if they like him or not. He's a servant to the American people, and he always will be as long as the Constitution is intact. He may screw it up. He may violate it. He may say the hell with it. But as long as that constitution is intact, he is a servant of the American people. Anything, anything other than that, then it's treason. He's going against the constitution. He's going, he's going against the oath that he had taken to be president. You know, um, he just talks out of his ass sometimes. And, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's guilty as hell. Whatever it is, collusion, obstruction of justice, sexual assault, rape, whatever it is, Donald Trump is guilty. He is guilty because he's, as you and I know, he acts guilty. He acts like a guilty person. He acts like he's guilty of everything he's been ever accused of. And he has. <laughs> he's guilty. I almost feel sorry for him, but I really don't want him in the White House because because there's no doubt about it. Donald Trump and his goons have totally, totally trashed the White House. I mean, he used the White House to conduct his businesses from. He tries to find ways. Every day he wakes up with uh, 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 something else to try to uh, distract Americans to say something stupid or something dumb or to change his mind about something that he... Uh, said the day before, uh, it's hard to believe Donald Trump. And, and I, I believe 80 to 90% of Americans uh, do not believe anything currently, anything that Donald Trump says that comes out of his mouth. Even if it sounds like it's something, even if, it's, even, even if it sounds like it's something that's good for the United States, we don't believe it because the next day he's going to change his damn mind. Because uh, <laughs> somebody's going to whisper in his ear, sit him down, and next thing you know, he's going to come out to the camera and say the opposite of what he said the other day. And this is all it's been. And someone is saying that it's been reported that Donald Trump has told at least 200 and 500, 2,000, sorry, 2,500 lies, close to it. And I believe that. That guy's lie every time he wakes up. Uh, he's a pathological liar. He probably, he probably believes the lies he tells, or he wants you to believe him, or he wants us to believe him, 
because he's president of the United States. I'm the president, so I believe everything I say. Donald, that's not going to happen. Um, the Oscars, he, he criticized the Oscars for low ratings. How could Donald Trump criticize the Oscars for low ratings and low viewership when he is, when his ratings as president is the lowest in American history, is the lowest in world history? He always trying to criticize somebody, and his predicament is a lot worse. Donald Trump is a con man. He's a liar. He's mean. He's vile. I've said these adjectives before, and I keep saying them. And if he tries to be sound like if he if he tries to sound civil, if he tries to sound like if he tries to sound presidential, in some cases I don't think Donald Trump has ever sound presidential. Have you ever heard him read a speech or read a teleprompter? He sounds like a three year old child reading an essay. He sounds like he's reading. He sounds like he's just reading words. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's just reading words. Um, if you ever heard him uh, heard him give a speech, a lot of Americans have heard him give a speech, and they they were turned off about it. How he sounded, how it came off. Not specific, not specifically what he was reading. It's just the way it came off while he was reading. Droll, boring, dull. He sound he sound lifeless when he's when he's reading a speech. The guy is just not fit to be president. What can I tell you? You know, and I know a lot of people. Well, yeah, well, you can criticize me all you want to. That you can do do whatever you want to. I mean, uh, I'm not by myself in this, so you know. And um, Trump is Trump asked senior aides to to describe now. What this is basically saying is that a lot of the people who have been a lot of the folks around and in his administration who have had interviews with special counsel Bob Mueller on on Russia and collusion and obstruction of justice, uh, Trump wants to know what the hell did they say? <laughs> what, did, what the hell did they say? That's none of his business. That's something he should not be asking. He should figure out what he's going to say. You know, it's all obstruction of justice. It, Trump trying to figure, because this is a, it's a closed meeting. It's, it's private. So Trump has to ask uh, his aides or people he know who goes to talk to R- Mueller about him and his uh, it, and the investigation. What did they say? What did he ask? This is Trump, and they shouldn't tell him anything. But if they're working for Trump, he's going to fire them. He's going to if they want, ended up saying the wrong thing, he's going to fire them. You know, or he's going to find a way to deny. Uh, the, the things they said, you know, and, and that's wrong. That is totally wrong. See, this is what I'm saying that Trump is guilty as hell because he's act he's acting like an individual who is guilty, and he's been acting like that for months. And a lot of the American people, a lot of us, a majority of us, think that he is guilty as sin. There's a book called Guilty as Sin. <laughs> they might be talking about Donald Trump. Um, it's just awful the way this man uh, does. And also, there's something else coming out about Trump. Uh, White House denies Trump had an affair with an adult film actress. But, you know, uh, you know, wow. Every time, every affair that Donald Trump has had, and it's been proven that he's had it, 
there's evidence that he had it, the White House will deny it. Of course, what else they're going to do? They have to deny it. So he's got these lawyers. Trump got these lawyers all around him who will lie for him, who will get him off with a technicality, uh, which is called lying. Of course. I mean, there's evidence. There's paperwork. There's, there's everything there that says that he did this. But they deny it. They deny it. Scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal comes out of the White House every day. I mean, every morning you wake up, you turn on this, you turn on that, something else done dripped, done ran, done plummeted out of the White House that's making uh, headline news, something about Trump, something about something, Trump or someone in Trump's circle or uh, the White House, something, and, and you got Sarah Huckabee, Sarah Huckabee Sanders who are who is not answering questions, don't know much about anything, but she's up there. You know, she's making her millions of dollars just by uh, lying for Donald Trump. She must be doing a good job because she he hasn't fired her yet. Uh, she likes, he likes the way she lies for him, you know. <laughs> she likes the way, he likes the way uh, that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders tries to protect him. And uh, Trump, Trump cannot be protected anymore. Trump is a con man, he's a thug, he's a buffoon, he's a carnival barker, but he's no president. He's no president. He could probably sell watches on Fifth Avenue or something, but he is no president. A con man, maybe he, he's good enough to own a brothel or something, but, but uh, he's not president material. And I think I believe some of the Republicans know that. They know that. They're trying to come up with ways to try to override uh, the tariffs he wants to put on aluminum and steel, which is going to really tank the economy. Trump doesn't give a damn about tanking the economy because that's the reason why he's uh, in office. That's the reason why he's here to destroy America. So him and Putin can get rich. He doesn't care about America or Americans. He doesn't. And if he say he does, he's lying <laughs> because the next day he will admit that. Trump is Donald Trump. Trump can't be anybody but Trump. I said this, uh, I don't know, six or seven years, six or seven months ago. Trump has to be Trump. Trump is 70, 71 years old. He cannot change who and what he is. It, especially in a matter of days or, or months, he cannot change his stripes, even if he tried. And he has tried. And it didn't work. So he went back to being who he, you know, who we know him to be. A racist, white supremacist, you know, uh, a thug, somebody who don't pay the bills, bankruptcy all over the place, lawsuits. I mean, <laughs> lawsuits all over the neck. M the majority of the lawsuits that were coming after Trump, he, I'm pretty sure he paid them off. He paid them off to shut up and be quiet. You know, they've signed confidentiality uh, documentation to shut up, be quiet, not to say anything. He pays them, bribes them, and they don't say anything. 
this is this is why we don't hear from a lot of those women who I think there was 12 to 13 of them uh, that accused Trump of um, sexual harassment. Uh, we don't hear anything from them because they've been paid off. They've been paid up. They've been paid shut up money. Be quiet money. Sit down money. Don't say anything. They've been paid cash and they've signed papers saying that they are not going to say anything about this. This is what this uh, 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 this latest affair about. It's about uh, this this woman is a porn star, P-O-R-N. The White House on Wednesday denied that the president had any affair. Oh, that's that's nothing new. With an adult, um, I think it's an actress. See if we can find out her name. Okay, so the actress Stormy Daniels. That's not her actual name. That's her pornographic name, who is aggressively pursuing legal avenues to free herself from a contract that prohibits her from talking about her alleged relationship. Okay? This is a contract uh, that I believe she's saying Trump lawyers gave to her. The money was paid to her through Trump lawyers, and she's saying, okay, this is a quote by her. She's saying the president has addressed these direct, okay, this is Sarah, Sarah Sanders Huckabee. She never says anything. But anyway, this I'm quoting her. Uh, the president has addressed these directly and made very well clear that none of this, these allegations are true, press secretary. We've, now, Trump says something is not true. If Trump says something is not true, folks, it's true. <laughs> Believe me, if he says it's not true, it's true because this is how we see Trump now. Okay, Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, has acknowledged paying Daniels, Stormy Daniels, whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford. Stephanie Clifford. Uh, $130,000 to not discuss her claims of an affair with Trump. This is serious stuff. Uh, this is serious stuff, and I think this is probably going to cause, this probably be a ripple effect that's going to actually make some of those other women who are sworn to secrecy, uh, sworn to not to say anything uh, about the affairs with Trump or some of his alleged uh, sexual dealings. I, I think this is going to force a lot of those folks to come out of the closet and say, yeah, you know, and stop and stop bowing down to Trump and stop, you know, kissing his butt and kissing his feet, you know. Uh, just come out and say that um, this guy is a thug. Trump asked senior, okay, which is wrong. I think I think that's wrong. Okay, Storm, but Daniel's lawyers filed a grievance in court this week, claiming that Cohen had initiated a bogus arbitration proceedings against her without providing the notice. Okay, they're saying this Donald Trump didn't sign something. So if he didn't sign it, contract is not a valid. It's not a binding contract if he didn't uh, didn't sign it. It's not valid. Okay, Daniels does not dispute that she signed a non-disclosure agreement and accepted the money from Trump's lawyer. Okay, they're saying that just because she accepted the money, this she might not have a case because she accepted the money. But whether she accepted the money or not, this thing stinks. It's 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 something else that that's that's um, soiling up the White House. 
last week, uh, his his economic advisor resigned or quit because of the tariffs that Trump wants to put on aluminum and steel because he felt that it it was bad for America. But Trump is going to go on with it anyway. Obviously, if Trump is going to go on with a tariff uh, uh, on aluminum and steel, he's going to alienate our allies. Trump screws up, fucks up everything he touches. And now he's got his hands on the United States and we're going down the toilet. The guy screws up everything he touches. Do some research on him if you don't know what I'm talking about. Do some research, Google research, uh, uh, research Trump, research uh, the things that he's done in the past and how many bankruptcies he, he, has, he has filed, how many um, um, employers uh, and employees that he refused to pay. Do some research on this guy. How find out so much in 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 his early days about so much about his racism and white supremacy. It's all there, and we knew all. Uh, most people and we knew all about this. Uh, most of us knew about Trump. All of this about Trump before he even became president. We just didn't think he was going to win. We really didn't. I mean, the, the night that. Uh, election night, uh, we found out that Trump had won. A lot of people couldn't believe it. They just they thought they were dreaming. I thought I was dreaming, you know. And um, actually, Hillary Clinton got more got most. Actually, she won the popular vote. Uh, Trump won with the minority of the vote, which is ridiculous. It seems like the end, but the, the electoral college is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, thanks for listening to the George Wilder doing the show. We got about ten more minutes left in the show. We just we just did the show today for sixty minutes, but we will uh, return to our normal format starting tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And it's um, let's see what else there is here to say about this. And I want to say to everybody out there, you know, um, try not to try not to worry about meeting someone else's expectations of yourself meet your own expectations of you you know uh, stay positive stay i mean smile you know don't do, do not go around angry mad pissed off because that exerts too much energy you know i mean be nice to one another and i always try to say that uh, treat people with respect the hell with what what is coming out of this White House. We don't. A lot of people. That's one another thing. A lot of people think because Trump is lying, is such a pathological liar that that it's okay for them to lie, especially the Republicans. I mean, because there's a lot of people who say that Trump taints everybody around him, anybody in his circle. I mean, even if he, a, a do-goody in his circle will wind up being a thug and a crook because the person he's working for is a thug and a crook. Wow. So so Trump is in a mess. You know, could be impeached for anything. He could be impeached for this. You know, if if this was a democratic president with all of this baggage that Trump has he or she would have been impeached, jailed long ago. Trump is 
I, I said this yesterday. I don't think he's squirting out of this. I just think the Democrats, one of the reasons why the Democrats, is, they're not shouting to the highest heights about this, because they want the investigation to run its course. They want the investigation to run its course. They may even want Trump to stay in office because they know if Trump is in office, that's going to uh, uh, fare good for them, especially uh, in the midterms. Because people hate. And that's going to, that feels good for the Democrats, is the, the politicians in Congress, because they hate, they may, the Republicans, I believe, thinking the same thing. They want, they want uh, Mueller, the investigation, to take his course. And whatever happens after the investigation is over, then, but hey, wow, this investigation may take on another year. recently heard that Trump will be, I don't know if this is true, but I heard it from a viable source, a viable source, that Trump will be indicted sometime this spring. Yes, he will, I've, hopefully that will be true. It, it, it's possible, anything's possible, uh, but let's just keep our fingers crossed for that, you know, because we've been hearing so much about it. Uh, Trump and the Republican way getting away with so much and uh, not uh, 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 going to jail or being put in prison for it. So we're going to hold on to that thought because there's a possibility that he could be indicted. I've heard that this spring. Okay. How how long is spring? Three, two and a half months? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Journey Show on Blog Talk Radio. We, uh, we're just about off the air. Yeah, we're just about off the air. But it's been a good show. It's been a great show. It's been a wonderful show. And um, at the beginning of the show, we talked about domestic violence. And I think that's a good thing because domestic violence is going on as I speak. You know, women are being plummeted. Some men are being plummeted by women. Whether it's women committing domestic violence against men or men committing domestic violence against women, it is still wrong. It is still wrong. But most people, when they think of domestic violence, they think of a man uh, uh, hitting and punching and, and a woman verbally, physically, a female, you know. But it, but it, it is also happens the other way around. A lot of men get their asses kicked by their girlfriends and their wives. Uh, it happens. You know, I mean, if a woman thinks she has a weak husband, <laughs> he's weak or, or he's sentimental or he's too kind or he's, you know, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, women knock the hell out of their husbands. Domestic violence. It's, it's bad either way it goes. It's not good. And it should stop. But you know, I can I can plead on this show every day. Stop the domestic violence. Stop all kinds of violence around the world. Um, somebody will not hear me, or well, if they will hear me, they will not uh, a, a heed to it. But you know, I mean, we have to have peace, folks. We gotta we gotta start talking about peace again. Peace among ourselves. Peace among ourselves. 
shooting and killing and thugging and mugging. That's just not Amer- the American way. Right now, it seems like we're in a domestic civil war because we know that Donald Trump and the administration and the administration, they're trying to kill us all off. It, it seems. It seems that they're trying to do it, do it to us all. Remember, Donald Trump has uh, bankruptcies, people, suits everywhere, and I'm pretty sure he didn't, he, he has uh, uh, honored them, paid them all off, shit money, signed this uh, disclosure disagreement, so, you know, you won't say anything about me, all that kind of stuff, so, um, it, it's just, uh, it's just rotten all the way around. Okay, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, wish we had more time, but we do not. But, you know, there's a plenty, plenty, plenty of uh, podcasts. There's plenty of recordings uh, on this site. You can download them. You can click on them and listen to them. You can put them on your website. You can put them on YouTube. Uh, whatever you want to do is a lot of these shows of mine on Black Talk Radio. And, <coughs> excuse me. All righty. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses. Bombs begin to fall Heaven help the black man If he struggles one more day Heaven help the white man If he turns back away Heaven help the man Who kicks the man who has a crawl
go out to those folks on the East Coast uh, digging out of this uh, bad weather, the storms that are occurring over there, and, and bad weather all around the world. We want to say, uh, we, uh, we want to say, be careful out there, and and also I want to say, make sure you join the George Wilder Jr. Show tomorrow. Bye bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>